Again, start your engines. Uh, you're coming out about. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. I'm not a crook. If you like your health care plan, you'll be able to keep your health care plan. Listening to Jim Paris Live, your source for the latest news on money, politics, prophecy, and preparedness. And now, your host, the editor in chief of ChristianMoney.com and the author of more than 30 books, Jim Paris. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the broadcast. Good to have you with us. Jim Paris here live on Sunday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern. Mark it on your calendar. It's every Sunday night. And the website is ChristianMoney.com. Com, ChristianMoney.com. Tonight, David Essel is here, and I started listening to this guy years ago when I used to listen to a radio network called TalkNet. And on TalkNet, you had Sally Jesse Raphael. That's where she got her start. And then a guy named Bruce Williams, who I absolutely loved, kind of a consumer slash finance guy, well before the days of Dave Ramsey and Clark Howard and yours truly was Bruce Williams, sort of the pioneer of that whole niche. And then on the weekends, they had this really positive, upbeat guy named David Essel. And uh, this will be the second time David is with us. He now lives in Florida, which is great. I believe he's originally from California, but he's now in South Florida and doing a lot of new things. And he's got a new book out called Helping Americans Heal. David Essel will be here in 27 minutes. Next week, our friend Robert Sullivan makes his third visit to the show. You remember, he is the author of Cinema Symbolism. All of these little secret symbols that are in movies that you'd never believe what's actually kind of going on, sort of the hidden meaning behind a lot of these movie scenes. That will be next week when Robert Sullivan will be with us, Cinema Symbolism. Well, I have to tell you, from last week's show, we're getting a tremendous amount of interest in the show we did on the Shroud of Turin. A lot of people very fascinated, as I am, in that topic, and I knew it was a good decision to go back to it. I just knew it would be, and that was confirmed by the large number of downloads and views of the video. Uh, If you want to see something really interesting and a little bit scary, I, t- I went down to the Flagler Pier. So I live in Palm Coast. If I go over the bridge, it's about oh, six, seven miles down the road. I can get to this pier. It's called the Flagler Beach Pier. And it's an old kind of wooden pier. And what was a little bit creepy today, <laughs> a little scary, was the giant waves. The giant waves. Now, these waves were so big that they were not even breaking until they hit the pier. So I paid my dollar fifty and I went out onto the pier with all these giant waves. I don't know what's going on in the ocean, but something incredible is going on today. Really, really big waves. I mean, as big as when I've seen like hurricanes. That's how big these waves were. So in any case, I paid my dollar fifty. I go out onto the pier, fire up my my phone, my Android, and start taking video. And if you go to my Facebook page, you can see the video of this giant waves and incredible wind. And uh, 
I went all the way to the end of the pier. And this is where it got scary because I could feel the pier moving underneath my feet. I mean, probably a good one foot. It was swaying back and forth. And that was when I got to the very end of the pier. And I said, that's enough. I've had enough. I'm going back. So I quickly walked back, but I did a video of that today. Uh, That is fun. Okay. I want to talk about something to get started here tonight called binaural beats. And it's something I learned about from a friend this week. I never heard of this before. Now I've heard about like music for meditation or music for relaxation. I've heard of that before. And this sounds a little bit like that, but this is called binaural beats. You can put this phrase in on YouTube, this search phrase, and you can find videos that have this music claiming to do everything from heal sickness to cure anxiety and stress and sleep issues, all kinds of things. Well, you know, I'm a skeptic, so I thought this seems a little bit, I don't know, a little bit hard to believe that this can do what it says it can. Now, I have to tell you, though, the backdrop is that I am a big believer that music does heal. And as a musician, I have always known this. I've known that when I go in to a session with a band that I play, I just feel so much better afterwards. And you might just say, well, you're just having fun. You're having a positive experience. That's what it is. And I really don't think so. I, I think it's that, but I think it's also music. I believe music is is truly one of God's most wonderful creations is the gift of music. And music does so much. You could take a small baby, you know, barely can walk and turn music on and that baby will start to dance and feel that music. There's just something about music. Well, what binaural beats is, and I did some research into it, mostly because I'm skeptical and because I tried this out for the first time. And I have to tell you, it really got to me very much emotionally and it really did incredibly deal with my anxiety issue. And so what's going on with binaural beats? This They have done scientific studies proving that certain tones uh, can actually have these effects on your body. And what a binaural is, that's where you have two different tones that combined one in each ear. So you've got two different tones, one in your left ear, one in your right ear, that when combined together, create a third tone. And so I wish I could do a better job of explaining it, but I wanted to share this with you because I did try it out and it was a very moving experience, I have to tell you. So check this out if you're somebody that deals with anxiety or depression or difficulty with sleep or any type of chronic pain. Uh, check this out. If you type in by binaural, N-A-U-R-N-A-U-R-A-L, binaural beats, type that in on YouTube, you'll find a ton of videos uh, with all kinds of different perspectives. Each video has got a different purpose, I guess I would say, depending on what your situation is. Check that out. And I'm curious to hear back from you if you have the same experience that I did which was very positive, very positive, binaural beats. Okay, I watched a documentary this week that was very well done. And I have to tell you, when I first saw the description of it, I thought, eh, I'm not sure this is for me. So it's called The Tinder 
swindler. <laughs> and of course, everybody, I think most people know what Tinder is. It's this online dating site that is sort of known, and I, I think this is not correct, but the reputation at least is that people that have profiles on there, that this is mostly about sexual hookups. It's not really about dating or long-term relationships. But in my research, I have learned this week, that's not really true. That's kind of a, maybe somewhat of an exaggerated reputation for Tinder. But in any case, it does have that on it, but it also has just regular people that want to date. And, and people, you know, do that. So Tinder. Uh, so Tinder Swindler, what are we talking about? This is a documentary on Netflix. And it's all about this guy who goes around scamming women. He uses Tinder to set up a date. So you've got the first date. And on that first date, he goes to outrageous lengths to impress them. For example, the one lady that they profiled at the beginning of the movie, uh, her first date, he meets with her in this really swanky hotel, ends up taking her on his private jet to, I think it was like to another country or something, and then spends a night with her at, at a hotel and she's now in love with him and she thinks he's a billionaire. She thinks he's the son of some some diamond billionaire and he has developed this kind of fake persona that he is this multi multi-millionaire or billionaire. And he actually, it's like a Ponzi scheme. So he uses, he steals from one woman to be able to wine and dine the next woman and convince her that he's this billionaire guy. And then he steals all of her money. It's very fascinating. And so I thought in the beginning of this, Oh, this is just going to be a very simple script. Uh, women fall for a guy he steals all their money. That's kind of boring, but it wasn't. It was very, very interesting. And even though I started the documentary thinking these women are gullible, I can't believe that they were taken by this guy. After watching the whole documentary, I kind of understood it. I understood the, the one lady that they start out talking about. She ends up getting cleaned out for $250,000. And sort of the double tragedy of that is she doesn't have a lot of money. So that money was all borrowed. He's not only an expert on scamming the women, but he's an expert on getting credit cards to extend credit lines. He would literally coach them on how to call their credit card companies and get their credit lines extended. And you have people just with a normal job and normal income who are able to get a quarter million dollars of credit from their credit card companies. That part of it was fascinating in and of itself. But in any case, the Tinder swindler, I would really recommend it uh, to you. If you like true crime and you like documentaries, I think you'll like it. That was interesting. Okay. Joe Rogan. Uh, of course, Joe Rogan, his podcast has moved from uh, just being on YouTube to now it's on Spotify. And I think it's still on YouTube, but you can only get a certain percentage of each show and the entirety of the show is on Spotify. And I actually do listen to Joe Rogan, some of his episodes because I have Spotify. So there's this huge controversy. The employees at Spotify are upset. They don't like the content of Joe Rogan, especially the stuff that he's got about alternative treatments for COVID. And he's got uh, arguments against the vaccine 
This kind of stuff is very much a hot potato. The employees hate it. And a lot of artists are now saying, take my music uh, off of the site if you're going to allow Joe Rogan uh, to have his his broadcast. So uh, fast forward to where we're at today. They have gone back now into Joe Rogan's archive of podcasts and they have taken away 100 episodes of his show. And uh, Joe Rogan is apparently going along with this. And I'm not really sure why. And I'm, I don't know how this is all going to work out because you've got uh, artists seemingly leaving. These are not the bigger name artists, but you've got quite a few artists, music artists that are leaving the platform. And it's really a test, a test about whether or not somebody that has different views is going to be allowed on a platform like that. And I don't know what's going to happen if they hadn't already. I believe Joe Rogan's deal with them is like a hundred million dollars. And I guess a lot of it would depend on how that contract was written. Right. Because if they could get rid of him and not have to pay him all that money, they might do it after all the pressure they're getting. But the bottom line is he probably has a contract where if they got rid of him, he'd still get paid. So that would be kind of a worst case scenario for them. They would lose Joe Rogan. He'd probably go back to all of his other platforms, right? And then they'd still owe the guy $100 million. So that's one of the reasons why I stay interested in, in podcasting in my live show. Because I keep thinking, you know what? I mean, maybe I'm not going to get $100 million, but maybe someone will come along and say, you know what? We like this show and we're going to give you a million dollars a year. I would do it for a million a year. I'm doing it right now for less than that. <laughs> so, I mean, there is money in podcasting if you get a big enough audience, Joe Rogan being uh, exhibit A of that. But what makes Joe Rogan Joe Rogan is that he goes against the, the grain. He He's not afraid to bring on somebody that's anti-vax. He's not afraid to bring on somebody that has some of these alternative treatments for COVID. And what we're finding is that a lot of the experts, what they told us early on was wrong. And they've had to go back and say, no, what we told you was wrong about the masks. What we told you was wrong about the vaccine. You can, at first they said you couldn't get COVID if you had the vaccine. Now you, you can get it, but you'll have lesser symptoms. Now it's not just the shot and the, and the second follow-up shot. You've got to get a second, you've got to get a booster shot, a third shot, maybe a fourth shot. So a lot of the things they told us about, about masks and about closing the schools, a lot of that was wrong. And we know that now in hindsight. And Joe Rogan was on the cutting edge of a lot of that information um, coming out and challenging it. And so uh, it'll be interesting to watch that and see what uh, what uh, you know happens with that. And on that same topic, Bill Maher, who is now getting more media, he seems to get more attention, more media and publicity when he goes against the left. And so here's his latest quote. I've got to read this to you. Quote, I'm just asking, how much wrong do you get to be while still holding the default setting for people who represent, quote unquote, the science? How much wrong do you get to be while still holding the default setting for people who represent the, quote unquote, science? And what he's saying is just what I went over, that so many things that we've been told were settled science turned out not to be. And it would be one thing if they said, look, we don't know 
uh, if you're going to need additional boosters. We don't know if COVID is going, if the vaccine is going to prevent you or not from getting uh, COVID. We don't know about the school closings. I mean, in the early days right here in my town, they closed all of our beaches. And I, I can look back and remember that. I was furious because at that time, there was absolutely no science to support the idea that somebody out in the fresh air walking on the beach was any risk to anyone or to themselves walking on a beach with all that fresh air and the ocean and everything else. And they literally had our beaches taped off with yellow tape. So, so much of what we were told was settled science and anybody that disagreed, anybody that had a slightly different opinion was considered to be a kook. And they were taking down your, your Facebook page. They were taking you off of YouTube uh, we have had videos taken down just for asking those kind of questions. But Bill Maher, I'm just asking, he says, how much wrong do you get to be while still holding the default setting for people who represent, quote unquote, the science? And uh, great question. And getting uh, Bill Maher quite a bit of publicity over the last 24 hours. Well, this one makes me upset. And it's not because I'm pro-violence I, I've said this from the beginning, those people that stormed the Capitol who committed violence, vandalism, uh, uh, accosted police officers, they need to be punished. They need to be uh, sentenced to whatever the normal reasonable sentences are for those crimes. Uh, I've said that from day one. I'm consistent. But here we go. This came out today. A BLM rioter gets just five years probation after pleading guilty to trying to burn down a high school. Let me say that again. A BLM rioter gets just five years of probation after pleading guilty to trying to burn down a high school. And this is where people are upset because there are clearly two different standards. You've got some people right now being held without bail. They can't, uh, they're being held without bail. They're being sequestered uh, in isolation, uh, solitary type isolation uh, in Washington, D.C. These are people who who went to the Capitol and walked into the Capitol. Some of them didn't actually do anything. They didn't actually spray paint anything or break anything or attack anybody. They just went inside the secure, quote unquote, secure area of the Capitol and they're being held, and, and some of them have been deprived the right to be able to regularly have access to their family or have access to their lawyers, and some of these are getting very stiff sentences uh, of you know prison time, you know serious prison time. And then we've got this BLM rioter gets just five years probation after pleading guilty to trying to burn down a high school. And this is where people get upset and this is where vigilanteism happens because when you when people believe that the law is not fair when one person of one political uh, belief system has one set of punishments and then someone else of a different political system has a different set of punishments that's when people don't want to follow the law and that's uh, really a travesty i mean i don't know how i don't know how you get probation for trying to burn down a high school, whether it's part of a riot or not. It, it, it just is what it is. All right. So my video uh, that I posted today, which is getting the most action is of my weight loss transformation. So if you want to see that video, 
go to my Facebook page. I actually filmed that in my workout room. I have a whole workout room now set up with my punching bags, my, my speed bag, my heavy bag. I've got two different weight benches. I've got all my weights set up. And so I filmed this video out there this morning showing you my weight loss. So right now where we stand is I am down 34 pounds and seven inches from my waist. This has all happened since the end of October when I went on this program. So I've done so well on the program and I've done so well with my coach that she suggested that I become a coach. And I was like, what? How am I going to become a coach? I don't know all this. I just know what I did. I followed the plan and I lost all this weight and I feel great. Uh, lost 34 pounds so far, seven inches from my waist. How am I going to coach other people? So she told me there's a class that you take and you take a test and so forth. And so I did that and I became certified as a coach myself. And so I am coaching people who want to lose weight like I did. A couple of things you should know. Uh, one of the unique things about this program is how easy it is to follow. Um, and you're never hungry and it's very affordable. In fact, you won't spend any more money for the prepackaged food and the coaching is all comes together as one price. It'll cost you no more than what you'd already spend on groceries. And so I want you to check that video out, but I also want to invite you. If you are interested in being coached in weight loss by me personally, uh, I can work with you. I've got two slots open right now and how you can sign up just to get a free 15 minute phone call to find out more about the program. There's no obligation and there's no cost to simply get the information and find out more, get your questions answered and get a free assessment. Send me an email to Jim at christianmoney.com. Jim at christianmoney.com. Put in the subject line weight loss. Jim at christianmoney.com. Or if you're following me on Facebook, send me a private message on Facebook. Just say, Jim, I'm interested in learning more about weight loss coaching. Down 34 pounds and seven inches in my waist. Super, super excited about the progress on that. All right. Republican attorneys general are pledging to investigate GoFundMe after the trucker, the Canadian trucker fundraiser uh, has been taken down. So if you're not following this story, there's some massive convoy of like 50,000 truckers that is in Canada and they are uh, all parked in this one uh, area. I believe it's in Ottawa, Canada, and they're all protesting. They're not going to run their routes all because of this requirement for truck drivers to continue working, they've got to be vaccinated. So there's this giant protest going on. So people got together and decided they were going to raise money for these truck drivers because they still need to pay their bills and they need food and they need money at this protest, I guess, just for the basics uh, to take care of their basic provisions. So this, uh, this GoFundMe that was set up started raising a tremendous amount of money. Uh, in fact, millions of dollars and people like Elon Musk even gave money to this GoFundMe uh, fundraiser. So GoFundMe all of a sudden just decides to take down the fundraiser. Boom. Now they've done this before with other groups and they, they target primarily conservatives. Uh, I, I don't, I mean, if it's a scam, they're going to take it down. But, but if, if it's a political Someone that has a political view that they disagree with, they're going to take it down. That's that's how they seem to operate. 
So we've now got Republican attorneys general across the country that are going to be investigating GoFundMe. And Elon Musk said something interesting about this. He said, this is legalized theft because what GoFundMe said is we're taking down this campaign. We're shutting it off. And anybody that doesn't come back to GoFundMe and claim their money, we're going to keep it. That's basically what they admitted to. And so Elon Musk said this is legalized theft, which he's 100% right. Um, I have considered doing a GoFundMe. A lot of people have asked me, you know, Jim, can we help ChristianMoney.com? Do you need new equipment? Can we do something? Can we donate money? You've helped me make so much money in Bitcoin. You've helped me over the years save money on insurance and to make better investments and to, to be able to put money aside for my college for my kids' college, you know, I know a lot of you have gotten benefit and we've looked at things like GoFundMe, but honestly, I, I've been a little bit gun shy because I thought, you know what, that would be just my luck. I would set up a GoFundMe and raise $50,000 and be able to rebuild my studio or something. And then all of a sudden, 90% of the way through it, GoFundMe would say, wait a minute, that Jim Paris, he's a conservative. We've got to take his money, got to take him down and Give everybody their money back if we can find them. So uh, I've been gun shy about GoFundMe and also about Patreon. A lot of people use Patreon. I'm really gun shy about Patreon, but there are some other options. And so I don't know the name of the organization, but there is another GoFundMe type organization that has stepped up and is now running a fundraiser for the Canadian truckers. And that one uh, is one that is more freedom based that's not going to do something like that. So I'm going to look into that because so many people have asked over the years, can we help you in any way? And uh, yeah, we, we could do so much better if we had some more cameras to maybe have a second or a third live shot, you know, things that we could do to make the show better. And we're pretty much commercial free. We do these little plugs here and there for, for different products we have, like the, the weight loss coaching, but uh, pretty much stay commercial free. But that's what's going on with GoFundMe. All right. We're going to take a one-minute break. When we come back from this break, we're going to have our special guest with us tonight. David Essel is here. And let me tell you, before we break, uh, David is so motivational. Uh, you're going to love this guy. He's got so much good information. And his new book is all about how Americans can heal because so many people are going through tough times right now, really struggling with what's happening with covid and uh, David's here tonight with his information to share with you all the ways that you can stay positive and you can help out your your family members, your neighbors, people that you work with uh, as we continue to go through this crisis. We'll be back with David Essel in one minute. Stand by. 